Part four, chapter seventy five of Thus Spake Zarathustra by Friedrich Nietzsche, translated by Thomas Common. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Science. Thus sang the magician, and all who were present went like birds unawares into the net of his artful and melancholy voluptuousness. Only the spiritually conscientious one had not been caught. He at once snatched the harp from the magician and called out, air let in good air let in zarathustra thou makest this cave sultry and poisonous thou bad old magician thou seducest thou false one thou subtle one to unknown desires and deserts and alas that such as thou should talk and make ado about the truth alas to all free spirits who are not on their guard against such magicians it is all over with their freedom thou teachest and temptest back into prisons thou old melancholy devil out of thy lament soundeth a lurement thou resemblest those who with their praise of chastity secretly invite to voluptuousness thus spake the conscientious one the old magician however looked about him enjoying his triumph and on that account put up with the annoyance which the conscientious one caused him be still said he with a modest voice good songs want to re-echo well after good songs one should be long silent thus do all those present the higher men thou however hast perhaps understood but little of my song in thee there is little of the magic spirit thou praisest me replied the conscientious one in that thou separatest me from thyself very well but ye others what do i see ye still sit there all of you with lusting eyes ye free spirits whither hath your freedom gone ye almost seem to me to resemble those who have long looked at bad girls dancing naked your souls themselves dance in you ye higher men there must be more of that which the magician calleth his evil spirit of magic and deceit we must indeed be different and verily we spake and thought long enough together ere zarathustra came home to his cave for me not to be unaware that we are different we seek different things even here aloft ye and i for i seek more security on that account have i come to zarathustra for he is still the most steadfast tower and will to-day when everything tottereth when all the earth quaketh ye however when i see what eyes ye make it almost seemeth to me that ye seek more insecurity more horror more danger more earthquake ye long it almost seemeth so to me forgive my presumption ye higher men ye long for the worst and dangerousest life which frighteneth me most for the life of wild beasts for forests caves steep mountains and labyrinthine gorges and it is not those who lead out of danger that please you best but those who lead you away from all paths the misleaders 
but if such longing in you be actual it seemeth to me nevertheless to be impossible for fear that is man's original and fundamental feeling through fear everything is explained original sin and original virtue through fear there grew also my virtue that is to say science for fear of wild animals that hath been longest fostered in man inclusive of the animal which he concealeth and feareth in himself zarathustra calleth it the beast inside such a prolonged ancient fear at last become subtle spiritual and intellectual at present methinketh it is called science thus spake the conscientious one but zarathustra who had just come back into his cave and had heard and divined the last discourse threw a handful of roses to the conscientious one and laughed on account of his truths why he exclaimed what did i hear just now verily it seemeth to me thou art a fool or else i myself am one and quietly and quickly will i put thy truth upside down for fear is an exception with us courage however and adventure and delight in the uncertain in the unattempted courage seemeth to me the entire primitive history of man the wildest and most courageous animals hath he envied and robbed of all their virtues thus only did he become man this courage at last became subtle spiritual and intellectual this human courage with eagles pinions and serpents wisdom this it seemeth to me is called at present zarathustra cried all of them there assembled as if in one voice and burst out at the same time into a great laughter there arose however from them as it were a heavy cloud even the magician laughed and said wisely well it is all gone mine evil spirit and did i not myself warn you against it when i said that it was a deceiver a lying and deceiving spirit especially when it showeth itself naked but what can i do with regard to its tricks have i created it and the world well let us be good again and of good cheer and although zarathustra looketh with evil eye just see him he disliketh me ere night cometh will he again learn to love and loud me he cannot live long without committing such follies he loveth his enemies this art knoweth he better than any one i have seen but he taketh revenge for it on his friends thus spake the old magician and the higher men applauded him so that zarathustra went round and mischievously and lovingly shook hands with his friends like one who hath to make amends and apologize to every one for something when however he had thereby come to the door of his cave lo then had he again a longing for the good air outside 
and for his animals, and he wished to steal out. Notes by Anthony M. Ludovici The only one to resist the melancholy voluptuousness of his art is the spiritually conscientious one, the scientific specialist of whom we read in the discourse entitled The Leech. He takes the harp from the magician and cries for air while reproving the magician in the style of the case of Wagner. When the magician retaliates by saying that the spiritually conscientious one could have understood little of his song, the latter replies, quote, Thou praisest me in that thou separatest me from thyself. End quote. The speech of the scientific man to his fellow higher men is well worth studying. By means of it, Nietzsche pays a high tribute to the honesty of the true specialist, while in representing him as the only one who can resist the demoniacal influence of the magician's music, he elevates him at a stroke above all those present. Zarathustra and the spiritually conscientious one join issue at the end on the question of the proper place of fear in man's history, and Nietzsche avails himself of the opportunity in order to restate his views concerning the relation of courage to humanity. It is precisely because courage has played the most important part in our development that he would not see it vanish from among our virtues today. Quote, courage seemeth to me the entire primitive history of man. End, quote. End of part four, chapter seventy five. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.